0: This is an AMI podcast. Before we get started, I want to acknowledge that this podcast was produced and hosted on the unceded, ancestral, and shared territories of the Squamish, the Musqueam, and the Tsleil-Waututh First Peoples. I feel truly honoured to live, to work, and to play on these lands. Hello everyone and welcome to Accessing Art with Amy. I'm your host Amy Amanti, my pronouns are she, her. I've always been someone who's been interested and intrigued by tattoos. I know lots of people who have them, and I've even been able to sit chairside and watch the magic unfold, yet I don't have a single tattoo of my own. But maybe my guest today will be able to give me the poke I need to revisit that idea. I first met Nicholas because I was in Granville Island Market, which is here vancouver island and in the kids market nicholas was designing and painting a beautiful mural i stopped to have a discussion with him and learned that he was a tattoo artist so i guess maybe i was in the right place at the right time to meet nicholas burnett so welcome nicholas
1: hi my name is nicholas burnett i'm an artist from vancouver bc i go by he him pronouns i work as a tattoo artist and i live with anxiety
0: Welcome to the podcast Nicholas. Thank you so much for joining us. So you started off by sharing with us that you are a, a, a tattoo artist that lives with anxiety. So I wonder if you can share for for our listeners who may not know what it feels like to live with anxiety, what that's like for you?
1: Well, living with anxiety is well, it makes it makes work difficult sometimes. It mm-hmm. makes life difficult sometimes. It makes social interactions difficult sometimes. And uh, it it usually involves a variety of of sensations, most of the time aren't real, especially when you're a perfectly healthy person. And I used to be on medication for anxiety, but I weaned myself off the medication. And since then, I've been managing my anxiety without medication, and it can be a challenge in my line of work. Because most of my anxiety revolves around so being social, mm-hmm. having having a social life, and also also balancing balancing my social life with work, and managing my social life at work. Right,
0: because I would imagine that you know I don't. Uh, I wish I had a tattoo, but I'm a little bit of a chicken. We'll just say that. Uh, but one day maybe you'll find me in your tattoo chair. But I, I'm curious about, because tattoo artists are very social, right? They're engaging with, they have to engage with people. They have to, you know, talk about what it is they want tattooed on their body and come up with a design. So um, what has been sort of the most challenging thing in interacting with, with your clients?
1: The biggest challenge with clients is figuring out what they want and mm-hmm. making sure you can tattoo what they have in mind for you to tattoo. Ideally a, a client will come to you because they love your work and they love your style, but it's not always the case. At the shop I work at, we take walk-ins. Mhm. And the way walk-ins works is people people come to the shop on on very short notice and they have an idea and you have to you have to be able to dissect their idea in a short amount of time. Mhm. So you can you can come up with a design fairly quickly. And luckily in this day and age we have technology that can help us to achieve that. We we have iPads and the iPads have drawing programs with, with tools in them that that help us get to, to where we need to go with the design in in a quick and efficient manner. But people can be very demanding. Right. So the technology doesn't doesn't always do the trick, and we as as artists we have to learn when to say no.
0: Oh, I bet that's super important. Um, if somebody wants something tattooed on you that uh, or tattooed on them that you just can't, you know, you know, is not going to work out right for where they want it on their body, or um, you know how it may distort yeah. over time, or how
1: it yeah. may appear.
0: What was it about the art of tattooing that got you so interested?
1: Well. Got into body painting years ago, mm-hmm. and of course that involves mark making on on the body and, and stuff. And a lot of my old peers from art school got into tattooing, and it, it kind of was a gradual process for me. I didn't start tattooing till I was 29, and uh, I, I didn't even have tattoos. But I I like the idea of permanent artwork on on the body. And, you know, I, I see every body as a blank canvas that you can put beautiful things on. Mm. And I feel like it, it's important people put tattoos on themselves to express themselves. However, which way? Mm-hmm. There's many reasons why people get tattoos. And I'm interested in Every day at work, we we always discuss the reasons why people get tattoos. There's some reasons that we we think are quite silly, but <laughs> but at the end of the day, uh, every every reason is a valid reason because because right. we need people to get tattoos. And we, my coworkers and I, love love trading artwork with each other. Sometimes we tattoo each other because because we we grow to appreciate each other's artwork. And many of my coworkers struggle with anxiety as well. So tattooing each other is is a chance for us to bond over our anxiety.
0: Oh, isn't that interesting? I had no idea that 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 was maybe such a prevalent thing in the industry. It sounds like it it might be because anxiety would be considered. I suppose uh, an invisible disability, right? It's not like my blindness. When I when I'm using my white cane, folks know that I'm a blind person, um, but they, that's not something oh. that is is uh, visible on a human being that they live with anxiety. That's really something you have to share with
1: people. Yeah, it's not visible, and when when it comes to walking, you have to be in a, a certain mindset. I find mm-hmm. you have to be in a, in a certain mode where. You you detach yourself from in in some kind of way and it it can be difficult. Some some days are better than others.
0: I, I think that's cool. So walk walk me through what that would be like if I was a walk-in. Like, do I just show up and I say, oh, uh, uh, let's say I'm interested in Nicholas's artwork. So do I uh, open a book of yours that has a a catalog of some of the things that you've done? Or do I just sit down with you and say, Nicholas, I would like a unicorn tattooed on my body. Show me what you can draw. And we sit down and design it together. Or how does that process work?
1: Well, I have to first figure out if if you like my work
0: mm-hmm.
1: or if if you just like the way I tattoo. Because my my work is often different than what I tattoo. It's it's my artwork and often people have an, an idea in their mind, so they need to show me samples of what they think a unicorn looks like.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And then I have to somehow, I have to somehow like marry my my style to their expectations. They will have expectations, but they have to also recognize that I have a certain style, especially if they've looked at my Instagram. But mm-hmm. and And if what they want is, far out of the range of my style then it's, I, and that's when I have to say no.
0: And what is your what is your style? What would you categorize your style as?
1: In tattooing my style is categorized as illustrative tattooing or black work tattoos and that is mostly tattoos rendered in cross hatching black and grey work mm-hmm. very little colour sometimes colour but mo- it's mostly a lot of the my designs are reminiscent of illustrations from from medieval books.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: I can do do tattoos of color, but I can only do small projects. And,
0: and and what is the what is the reason for that? Is it because you're not interested in color or there's a different technique when you're using color or
1: there's different techniques and they and color tattoos generally take longer. Mm-hmm. Usually twice as long because you have to uh, spend more time mixing colors and you have to spend more time cleaning your needle while you're tattooing. Right. Because you you can't just use a different needle cartridge for each color because it would be too expensive.
0: So it's a bit of a more involved process.
1: It's more involved, yeah. You might need to use 15, 15 different colors, but I like doing color tattoos but I, I need more experience for sure. I'm about four years into tattooing and I'm, I'm pretty comfortable where I am in the black and the black work and the illustrative work because I can do a variety of imagery in my style and it, it's been good.
0: So Nicholas, you just finished sharing with us a bit about um, the process of creating a tattoo and how you do that. So now, of course, I'm wondering if you recall, if you have a favorite tattoo that you've ever designed.
1: Uh, of course, I don't exactly have a favorite tattoo I've designed, but I've definitely designed some really cool tattoos for people. One that comes to mind recently is there is a client of mine who is obsessed with cats (laughs) and everything she comes in to get is is cat related. I did a a whole bunch of cat related pieces on her back and she wanted to connect the, the tattoos between her back and her leg. And so she needed something to to go on her upper thigh area. The The whole concept of the tattoo was like vines and cats. So to connect the back to the thigh area, I designed uh, two portraits of of cats, one sleeping and one awake. And the way the vines divide them is what kind of makes the tattoo.
0: Okay. So when you talk about connecting them from the back to the to the leg. Are you talking about like almost one large tattoo at the end? Like this is going to be a, a piece that starts at the back and then transitions to the thigh and then down the leg? Or are these sort of like three tattoos on three parts of the body that are all sort of just relational?
1: It's more like the tattoos are relational, but they have to be done in a way that makes them flow together.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. See, there's so much involved in this artistic practice, I'm going to call it, that I, because I don't have any tattoos, I don't really understand. Although um, I do know lots of people who have, you know, sleeves of tattoos and things like that, that are so intricately connected and designed so that they have this flow, which is really quite cool. Do you ever do any sleeve work or pieces that are that large where there's multiple different things happening and you have to kind of keep track of all the elements of that?
1: I do. I've done a little bit of sleeve work. But not too many. I'm more known for doing like individual pieces. Sometimes they're more elaborate. Mm-hmm. But I at this point in my career I, I haven't done too many sleeves. I've I've done mm-hmm. two full sleeves that I, I can recall.
0: How long does it take to do that? I guess you're not doing it all in one sitting.
1: Different people have different opinions of how long a sleeve should take. Right. Some some people think that they should be 15 to to 25 hours but my sleeves have taken like up to 50 hours to do wow. so, so people have to come back for like 5 to 12 sessions I would mm-hmm. say these usually take a year or two to, to complete
0: wow yeah I suppose you have to have healing time and stuff in between sessions right and what about you know I hear a lot of folks that have disastrous tattoos right you get I don't know a boyfriend's name tattooed or somebody's name tattooed on you and then you're not together anymore and all of a sudden, you know, you've got this <laughs> this name of somebody on your body that you hate. So, have you ever done any tattoos where you have to like tattoo over something or fix somebody else's mistake?
1: I have, yes. I have. I had a lady come in a few weeks ago for a butterfly tattoo. She wanted the butterfly to cover her her ex-husband's name. Mhm. Which, which luckily, luckily the name was only about two inches long on the back of her arm. So mm-hmm. I was able to do this, this nice butterfly that, that covered it up. And, um, I tattoo a lot of names on people because people getting a name tattooed on them, it's, it's a very simple thing to tattoo. So it often happens when we have walk ins and we, we try our best to to tell them like it's it's not the best idea or it's not is there's, there's something else that you want, but but pe- when people are in love and they're in the honeymoon phase, it's like the name of their partner is is, is the number one thing in the world and right. there's no talking them out of it. And we need to make money as tattoo artists, so we, we do it.
0: You do it and then you give them a card and you say, if for every, any reason you need to tattoo over this, let me know.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, if it's well placed and it's, it's well done, like I, I don't see the problem with it. Like some, mm-hmm. some people don't regret putting names on, on them, but unfortunately a lot of people do. And some of these people, if they wouldn't have got that tattoo, they probably wouldn't have gotten any tattoo. Right. For some people, it's, it's like their intro to tattooing.
0: What about your tattoos? What kind of tattoos have you got personally? Because you were talking about how some of your colleagues and stuff like you tattoo on each other. So obviously, you've got some. Have you got one that's a favorite or one that you regret?
1: I have no tattoos that I regret. I have got no names on me. Mm-hmm. Most of my tattoos are are creatures or or floral elements. Like one of my favorite. Tattoos is that it's on the front of my thigh and it's it's a pear surrounded by grapes and flowers and it's like a medium-sized tattoo and and I, I look at it every day because the artist did such a good job on the pear and has this nice smooth texture with some some dimples and hmm. but I I like all my tattoos uh, so my my left leg is, is all for black and gray work and my right leg is all for for color color tattoos and i've i've reserved my my right leg to just only put color tattoos on i'm not considered a very tattooed person for a, for a tattoo artist because i'm just, like i don't have very many visible tattoos apart right. from a couple of small finger tattoos on my hands like if, if I wear shorts and, and a tank top, then, then my tattoos become a lot more visible. Mm-hmm.
0: Nicholas, what would be the advice that you would give to somebody like me? I've always wanted a tattoo, but like I said earlier, I'm, I'm a bit of a chicken. Um, not, not because of the pain, I don't think, because uh, I've been a type 1 diabetic for 35 years. So Needles and I, are we know each other well, but um, I think I'm afraid of making a mistake of putting the wrong thing in the wrong spot or not choosing something that feels, you know, like it's meant to be on my body. Is there any piece of advice that you would give to somebody who just is interested and doesn't know how to jump in?
1: I'll figure out if you have a budget first. I recommend following tattoo artists on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Most, most of the artists are on Instagram nowadays or some are on Facebook too, but I, I think it's, I think you can find more on Instagram, and you'll you'll find a, a style of, of art that you like. Um, but if you're interested in getting something simple, like like a name or or a series of numbers, or there's stuff that, that any any artist can do. But if it's if it's something more elaborate, like a creature or or a portrait, like if it's a realistic portrait, you want to make sure you find a, an artist that does realism. Right. And make sure you can see samples of their work on their Instagram. And if, if you're diabetic, they generally recommend that, that people who are, who are diabetic not go in for more than a two-hour session. Mm-hmm. And uh, to generally not get tattoos below the knees. Mm-hmm. I guess because because the blood, the blood flow could, That's, yeah. could go awry.
0: There are lots of rules when you're diabetic. I'm not even supposed to go in a hot tub.
1: Oh, oh my God! I know, what about right? A, what about a sauna? I, I,
0: I you know, I'm, I'm sure that there are rules about that too, but I think it's in case you know your your blood sugar drops and you you know pass out. You're in a body of water, right? In a hot tub, so Nicholas, I hear a familiar sound. So we're gonna transition into playing the mixed bag. Are you ready for some random questions? Sure, am. All right. The first question for you is. What is your most sentimental possession?
1: My most sentimental possession. Ooh, that's a good question. There's a few. There's a few. Uh, my my brother has gifted me various garments over the years, and and one one of the garments was, was a pair of shoes that he gave me fifteen years ago, and I and I still wear them. It's, pair of nice leather shoes. And I've had them refurbished three or four times over the years. I can continue to wear them. And I've, I've worn them on all my trips. I, I wore them to Japan and I wore them on, on both trips to Japan actually. And, and those were spaced 10 years apart. Mm, love that. So, and, and, and I, I still get compliments on those shoes.
0: My last question for you, Nicholas uh, is, is what's your favorite beverage?
1: Favorite beverage? Mm, I think that would have to be the that would have to be the decaf mocha.
0: Mm, I'm more of a cold because beverage it's, person. It's, it's, you like the hot beverages.
1: You're more cold cold beverage. Mm, favorite cold beverage? Mm, that, that's a tough one. That's Salt Lassie from an Indian restaurant.
0: Oh, very cool! I'll have to give that a try. Nicholas, it's been so lovely chatting with you, learning a bit about tattoos. I'm starting to get a little bit more guts, maybe, to give it a try. So I appreciate that. Um, Where can folks find you on Instagram?
1: They can find me on Instagram by typing my username. It's Floridante Tattoo. F-L-O-R-I-D-A-N-T-E-T-A-T-T-U-T. Awesome.
0: Nicholas, it's been a real pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for teaching us a little bit about who you are as a tattoo artist.
1: My pleasure.
0: Before we say goodbye, I want to share with you the quote of the day by Johnny Depp. My body is my journal and my tattoos are my story. Thanks for listening to Accessing Art with Amy. This podcast is produced by me, Amy Amanti, technical production by Jacob Schumansky and Sam Robinson. The manager of AMI-audio is Andy Frank. If you'd like to reach out to the show for any reason, you can do so by email at feedback at ami.ca or by telephone at 1-866-509-4545. Thanks again to my guest today, Nicholas Furnette. Keep exploring. See you next time. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air